indeed there are more questions than answers like is the best part of dating a homeless woman that you can drop her off anywhere hi america <laughs> hello world wow my name is adrian lee and i am dating homeless women welcome to the show more questions than answers the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world anywhere each week my guests and i will search the world's newspapers websites and tv shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment we will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious strange supernatural unusual bizarre and just plain weird if you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming, and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly the mysterious and effervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather will be in big trouble if her co-workers ever find out she actually hasn't got Tourette's. Welcome <laughs> to the show, Heather. Don't give up my secret. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. <laughs> Michelle was born and raised in Myra, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle calls yoga pants yoga pants because Netflix and eating leftover pants is just too long. Welcome to the show, <laughs> Michelle. Thank you. We are on. Series 2, episode 116. 116 is a swearing, expletive kind of a number who is now qualified to teach yoga having successfully used the toilet in an aeroplane. 116 is the number of years the 100 Years' War lasted between Britain and France. 
Ah. It's one of those things where history says it's the Hundred Year War, but it actually lasted 116 years. Sounds better, give or take a few years. We've been fighting against the French for that long. This is a war where your great-great-grandfather started what you're now trying to finish. Ah. 1337 to 1453. Mm. We decided to call it a day. We won the Battle of Agincourt. We took our ball and went home. Dialing 116 in Peru will put you through to the emergency fire service. So if the flames are licking in Lima, if you're in trouble in Aquitos and need help in Huancayo, 116 is the number for you. You leave this show with more than you arrive with. Not usually. Well, I would say that's true, generally. <laughs> you never pay attention and you cheat. So that's why. Oh, no. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, we're going to find out if you cheat. Because okay. now, for the first time oh, oh ever Here we go. in the history of MQTA Radio, I never knew that about Peru quiz. Can't wait. Because Peru has reached five, number five, and the mm. number of listeners we have. Thank you, Throughout Peru. the course of Thanks, the week. Peru. Got to number five. It is, of course, the home of Paddington Bear and Michael yes. Bond. Oh, I thought you were going to say Michael Bolton. Go, Michael! <laughs> yes, Michael Bolton did write the Paddington Bear books, of course, back in the 1950s. Of course he did. Yes. With his long That's hair. A fact. Of course it's a fact. Well, Michael Bond died this week. Oh. Not so funny now, is it? <laughs> so our condolences to his family, but the inventor of Paddington Bear, who came from Peru, of course. Okay. I have a Paddington Bear. With his little Wellington boots and his duffel coat. And his hat. That's right. I read those stories when I was a kid. What are you doing, Bear? said Mr. Curry. Fantastic. If you don't know what that animation is from the 70s, I recommend you go and look that up. That is running through the veins of every British child that grew up in the 1970s. Of course, we had a possessed doll story from Peru last week. We did. Yes. And numerous, numerous stories about aliens with elongated skulls coming from Peru as well. Yeah. So this is a very... Very important quiz we have here. Very First important. question. Points mm-hmm. to be had. Muy straight importante. off the bat. Mm. Fabulous. I'll have two of those. <laughs> Peruvian gold miners work for 30 days unpaid, but on the 31st day they're allowed to do what in Peru? Miss Morris. They're allowed to take a vacation day. They're allowed to have one day off having 30 days of unpaid work. What are you thinking of, Michelle? I think they get to come up to the surface for one day. They get a day off, <laughs> blinking into the sunlight. That's us stumbling out of the studio, isn't it? Right. What's that strange orange ball in the sky? Uh, they get burns. to take home as much ore as they can carry on their shoulders. So they don't get paid for 30 days, but on the 31st day, you can carry as much ore as you can take out of that mine on your shoulders. Now, whether it contains gold or not is a complete matter of luck. You could be carrying with you a sack of dirt or... If you struck it lucky, the following week you're driving around in a Rolls Royce drinking martinis. Nice. So 30 days unpaid work for gold miners in Peru, but on the 31st day, as much as you can carry in ore, you can take out of the mine. Hmm. So you could strike it lucky, depending on what you've got in your sack, ultimately. Now, every December the 25th, a town in Peru celebrates what's called Takan Ako where men and women and children settle their grudges by doing what? Having tacos. They settle their grudges by eating tacos. Is that even a food in Peru? Do we know this? Do we have the it facts for this? Now. I have eaten in many a Peruvian restaurant. There was a Peruvian restaurant in Amsterdam 
that I once ate in. And there's a Peruvian restaurant in Tooley Street in South London where the London Dungeons are, opposite where HMS Belfast is moored. So I have frequented a couple of Peruvian restaurants. I don't remember tacos. I have to say that. I think they have a special feast. I they, think have they have a have special feast. To llama settle tacos. Their, to settle their grudges. The men, women and children and taca and ake settle their grudges for the year by eating tacos. Are you going with that, Michelle? What are we going to go with? I think they have a big fight. You're 100% correct. What? They have a massive fist fight. Awesome! <laughs> and after the fist fight, there's a clean slate. Like a mosh pit. Yes. That's what I had in my head. They just go for it. Where yeah. you're banging your neighbor's head against the wall yeah. and your boss is pinned up against the table. And yeah, they settle their grudges for one day of the year by beating the living crap out of one another. And then they're good for the rest of the year. Why this is a good way here? to settle... What, in the studio, you mean, or just in general? Yeah. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> Michelle has got two points. Heather. Who's cheating now? Mm. We'll see. There's questions left. There's still a chance for the ugly head of cheating to raise itself and make itself prominent within this quiz. Sure. If you are caught driving under the influence of more than 350 millilitres, that's a small beer bottle, by the way. Okay. You will get how many years in jail? Three. If you are in Peru? Three. Three. Closest wins. Seven. You've nailed it, Michelle. You get six to seven years. Whoa, nice. For having more than 350 millilitres of alcohol in your blood supply. My advice is to take a taxi, but Michelle is on fire. She is now up to I four. Am. The things we're learning on this show. We are. Take a taxi would be my advice. Mm-hmm. You're Peru sitting prison down. got to be terrible yeah it did it did have a little asterisk next to that and said that you do not want to be in a peruvian jail as they are amongst some of the worst in the world so uh good advice there don't drink a small bottle of beer and then go driving this is where we are you're sitting down to sunday dinner in lima you are given a quay what are you eating god a bird (laughs) you're eating a bird a quay yep a little baby quay yes plucked Yes. Stuffed. <laughs> yep. Roasted. Oh, yep. Rolled in flour. Quee for me, please. Two yep. quees. Yep. I was so unwell, I barely touched my third quee. Yep. What are we going with, Michelle? Lima, huh? Yeah. Or Peru in general. There is a last picture of the supper. Do you know the last supper? Famous painting, Leonardo mm-hmm. da Vinci. Jesus is at the table. Every country has its own version of this. And in Peru, Jesus is actually eating a quee. It's on the plate in front of him. In their version of that painting. It's a llama haunch. A haunch of llama. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to taste rough, isn't it? (laughs) It's been well documented how I once ate a camel, and I'm not going over that story again. I would imagine they have a similar species. It's a guinea pig, you'll be pleased to know. They eat 65 million guinea pigs a year. There's not much meat on a guinea pig, is there? No. I understand they're very squeaky. If you get a little dropper of water and drop it on its head, it gets squeaky. So if you get a small one going up to a larger one, you could do scales and you could play the squeaky guinea pigs with a dropper of water. This is what I'm led to believe, but that was a very boring Sunday afternoon. But yes, they eat guinea pig. It's in the Last Supper. There's 65 million guinea pigs eaten in Peru a year. They have some very strange... And bizarre things to eat. You can get a frog smoothie to wash that down with, would you believe? Oh, disgusting. Frog smoothie, anyone? No. They also drink a lot of fish sperm. What? This is the God's honest truth. You can have a fish sperm smoothie with a guinea pig. 
It's like yeah, on the side. It's like McDonald's over there. Dip it in. Do you want fish sperm <laughs> with that, madam? Oh, no. No. Does this taste fishy to you? Now, this was banned in prisons from 1973 onwards. I want to know what it is. In Peru, this is banned in prisons. I will give you a clue. We're back on the food. Oh. Banned in prisons. This beans. was banned in I prisons. I was not going, going to Peru. go with food. Beans. 1973 onwards, I'd like to know what they're you going with beans, are you? Beans. Beans. Mm-hmm. Like Lima beans. Yes. <laughs> I'm on fire. I love this show. Have I ever mentioned like that? Like any beans. Beans. Any beans. They're good beans. for your heart. It's beans. Michelle, what food substance was banned in all prisons from 1973 onwards in Peru? Pork. It is chili sauce and hot spices. Oh, spicy. Apparently, they might arouse sexual desires mm. which is the last thing you want in a peruvian or male prison without any supervision of course this is why heather likes curry ultimately this is what mm. we've discovered wow. this is also why the population of india is currently at 1.3 billion. billion finally in peru friends and family traditionally give each other what colored type of underpants on new year's eve for good luck mm. here's some good luck it's new year's eve 31st of december you're opening up your presents. It's underwear. What colour is it? It's meant to bring you good luck, Miss Morris. Oh, I'm going between red and blue. I'll go with red. If you're between red and blue, surely purple's the way to go, isn't it? <laughs> I love me a complimentary colour. Secondary colours. I was thinking between red and green, so I'll go with green. The only one you never mentioned, it was yellow. If you should be getting yellow Don't knickers. Don't they turn that way after about six months? Well, the white ones do, yeah. <laughs> Fades to grey. <laughs> Loves me a bit of visage there, 1981, 1982. Mm. Fade to grey. Yellow is the what I needed there. Yellow will bring you good luck. No one's cheating, of course, because Heather scored no points and Michelle's managed to scrape four together. 116 is the record number of wins in a single Major League Baseball season, achieved by the Cubs in 1906 and the Seattle Mariners in 2001. Look at me, knowing everything about baseball, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. Never seen a game. Couldn't tell you anything about it. If you keep a baseball bat in your car, also keep a baseball glove. Your lawyer will thank you. Oh. We must remember that. Each mm. week, we love to read out the mailbag. Mailbag! It's our favourite part of the show. Your emails, your messages of support on Facebook and social media. Vicky, one of our Patreon members in Iowa, posted, I love the show and look forward to hearing it each and every Friday night. I listen to the archives whenever I get the chance, just for the not for your mother round portion. Hugs <laughs> to you all. So many Yay. thanks for thanks, Vicky, Vicky. There in Iowa. She is a member of Patreon, which means she has gone to patreon.com and searched for MQTA Radio. and She's donating money to the show. Because the show's expensive to run. The show's free. It's free. It will always be free. Mm -hmm. But if you wish to donate a dollar, a couple of dollars for our studio costs, for the paper, all of our expenses to keep it running for free, we would be very grateful. If you go to patreon.com like Vicky has done and search for MQTA Radio, there are different levels that you can get there Mm -hmm. to support us. You can have your business read out live on air. There's access to all of our archives before anybody else. And many, many wondrous things. Hi to Robin as well, by the way. A regular listener, Robin, is also now a member 
of Patreon. Thanks, Robin. Oh, thank you, Robin. So many thanks for that. That's very much appreciated. John from New Hampshire has written very simply, just discovered this show. I love it. Yay. Yay, John. Thank you. Sabri in Arizona, all over the country today, Mm. has written, after listening to episode 109, I have discovered I'm British. Nice. (laughs) There's worse things to be, right? Yep. Love the show. If you listen to episode 109 on soundcloud.com, if you search for our archives, MQTA Radio, all of our shows are archived there. Sabra's been listening to the archives, and we did a test, didn't we? You surprised me with a quiz. I did. To show you how British you are. Yes. I'm so British, apparently. Who knew? Being British and all. I'm so British. I was as British as a dialect bringing a cup of tea. Yes. Is what it said. Mm-hmm. But Sabra's also British, apparently, having done the same quiz as us. Yeah. Makes nice. me very happy. That's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Our regular friend and listener, Jeff in Milwaukee, posted hi, some Jeff. great... Hi, He's still sat... In the hardware store? In the hardware nice. store. That's good. Listening to the show surreptitiously, he posted some great selfies for National Selfie Day last week. And I always love to see his happy, smiling face about to listen to the show. Mm-hmm. He's a top guy, so thanks for that, Jeff. That always makes me smile, and we really appreciate seeing you enjoying and listening to the show. And finally, Martin, our regular listener in New York has just started up an amazing online auction site called Martin's Online Auctions. It's on Facebook. There's everything on there from the Living Dead dolls to 80s metal concert t-shirts. The unusual, the strange, the bizarre and intriguing. Go and have a look at what morbidly fascinating items are just a couple of clicks away from owning. Remember Martin's Online Auction site on Facebook. You've Hi, already Martin. Hi Martin. Hello Martin. You've already shown some good taste by tuning into this show. You can now surround yourself with good taste as well. As previously mentioned, we have archives. For the last four years, you can listen to us at work, in the car, revising for exams, out in the gym, walking the dog. Uh-huh. If you go to soundcloud.com, search for MQTA radio, you can listen to them back to back until your heart's content. If you're listening to the show now on SoundCloud, why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you enjoy the show? But Mm -hmm. there's an incentive to go in to listen to those. Because we have a round called Not For Your Mother. We do this at the top of the hour when we're off air. You get an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that we can't read out on air for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. Which is why it's called the Not For Your Mother Round. It's laden with filth, innuendo. The stories from around the world that contain sexual content that we couldn't possibly read out. It's naughty. It is slightly naughty. And kind of gross. It is gross. (laughs) I feel we're ticking all those boxes. We're not letting anyone down, are we, by saying those things are on there. We're also available to listen to on Stitcher and TuneIn Radio, so you have no excuse not to find us and listen to our archives. We have a Twitter account if you go to Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. We have 95,000 followers on there. We have all manner of fun and interesting things on YouTube. Again, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. And my book, How to Be a Christian Psychic by Adrian Lee, has three chapters that I read for free 
on YouTube as well. She has lots of wondrous and amazing things to listen to there. You can catch us first, of course, if you're listening to us now in our archives. Why aren't you tuning in at 8pm Central Time on the Dark Matter Digital Network? Dot com. You can catch the show first every Friday night. A hundred thousand listeners in 190 countries all around the world, including Peru, of course. And as I mentioned before, if you wish to donate to the show, patreon.com. Search for more questions and answers. MQTA Radio. And you can donate a dollar to the show for our studio costs and for the cost of paper. This show's free. It will always be free, but that would help us out enormously and you can show us how much you appreciate what we've done we've been doing this for four years now completely free of charge every friday night of course if you're looking for a summer read that's crammed full of ghosts and evidence and spookiness my latest book unwrapping urban legends and ghostly tales from the dead mysterious midwest is available to buy with a forward written by david ellison of megadeth and remember we currently have an exhibition on the history of paranormal investigating and possessed dolls and Ouija boards and all things that are strange and bizarre. If you go to Redwood Falls in Redwood County in the middle of Minnesota, it's $5 to get in. It's in the Redwood Falls Museum. It's the first exhibition of its kind anywhere in the world on the history of paranormal investigating. And a percentage of that fee will go to the Southwest Crisis Centre in southwest minnesota which makes us very happy lots of people are benefiting from those things i'm yet to score michelle is on four heather is also yet to score which makes me think that after three weeks of cheating she's decided to get a few wrong just so the finger is not pointing at her of accusation i took a nap before the show i didn't have time you never had time and i kept my notes (laughs) under lock and key which is always a good thing we run into the first round that is ghosts and hauntings i've got some sad news actually oh boy i'm gonna read this out but it is sad news oh oscar from ghostbusters 2 the little baby (gasps) yes he died this week he's obviously not a little baby anymore sure it says along with his twin brother will deutschendorf henry hank deutschendorf portrayed oscar the infant son of dana barrett in the 1989 sequel ghostbusters 2 Two. He was 28 years old and has recently lost his battle with schizoaffective disorder. Aww. Hank Duschendorf, the nephew of the late musician John Denver, never returned to acting after Ghostbusters 2, though he did appear in a recent documentary, Cleaning Up the Town, Remembering Ghostbusters. Along with Will, Hank has been running San Diego West Coast Martial Arts Academy for the past several years will made the sad announcement this week many people do not know much about hank some knew him as baby oscar in ghostbusters 2 or john denver's nephew others knew him as a brother son martial artist teacher uncle or friend what people don't know about hank was that he suffered from schizoaffective disorder it's a chronic mental health condition which is a combination of bipolar disorder and schizophrenia he experienced hallucinations delusions depression and mania it is a very severe mental illness that usually requires a lifetime of treatment by the end he had 25 voices all with different personalities and opinions but mostly agreeing that they did not like hank there baby oscar oh that's too bad from ghostbusters to mqta are sending their prayers to his family 
Now, you had a theory, didn't you, about Oscar? Do you remember? We trashed the new Ghostbusters film. Rightfully so. I would agree with you there. <laughs> it had a few moments. Very but they were few. few, few and far between. Mm-hmm. As many as there's little dumplings in a soup of dim sum. I said <laughs> it was the wonton soup. The wontons. That was the wontons. Yes, yeah. which summed up the Ghostbusters film, where yes. there was very few jokes and just a lot of broth, really. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but you came up with a really good idea. I know, and they need to around, pay me for it. Based around Oscar. That's right. My idea was that uh, Oscar should have played an adult, which would be amazing. He was, what, uh, 28? Yeah. Something he like was that? 28, yes. Um, that Oscar takes over the family business. Wouldn't that be awesome? With a few of his friends, kind of runs into, yeah. you know, goes and plays with the equipment and kind of gets sucked into it. I think that would have been an amazing movie. Well, the old actors that appeared as cameos in that film could have handed the baton over him. They could That's have dusted right. down all the equipment, said, we're yep. too old. Little Oscar's now 28. Could yep. have been played by a very funny actor. They could yeah. have given him the equipment to take over the business yeah. and, and gone from there. And the and the actors from the first two movies could have made small little cameos in it. Oh, yes. sure. Because then like Uncle So-and-So or... Yeah. That's right. And well, you, the, 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 there was an idea within that film that you didn't know whether Bill Murray was the father of Oscar or not. So right. they could have played with that a little See, bit. See, exactly. They? And you actually had an idea to go along with that as well, where Harold Ramos could have come back as a ghost to kind of guide them. I like the idea with so much CGI now. We saw Princess Leia as a young woman Mm -hmm. in the latest Star Wars film, Rogue One. And there's been other actors that have come back. In fact, in the Avengers film, they have a really young Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. So you can do actors now, almost lifelike. You wouldn't know the difference with CGI. So true. It would have been amazing to have had Harold Ramis come back in that film and help them from the other side. Right. But as a CGI ghost. Do you see what I mean? We want our props if somebody runs away with this, by the way. Yes. You heard it here. And some bunts. (laughs) Some (laughs) bunts. Get the bunts out. These are good ideas. I don't know why they didn't run with them. But our prayers and our thoughts are with his family, of course. Mm -hmm. I don't like starting the show with sad news, but I thought that was very relevant to our Mm -hmm. world. And what we do. Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? More sad news. Oh, Oh, no. What? Yes. An employee of the Jefferson County Morgue died after being accidentally cremated by one of his co-workers. What? Yes, I'm not joking. Accidentally? Accidentally. How did that? Okay, I'll listen. Well, it makes me wonder if it was accidental. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. According to the Beaumont Police Department, 48-year-old Henry Paul Johnson decided to take a nap on a stretcher after working for 16 hours straight. While he was sleeping, another employee mistook him for a corpse of the 52-year-old car accident victim and carried him to the crematory. I can't believe that. Surely you'd wake up. Who burns a body without a coffin, without anyone there? Well, they don't burn them with a coffin. They just burn them with a toe tag. Are you sure? Yeah. I thought they torched the coffin and left to go through the ashes to pick out the handles. I've heard that you can be in like a cardboard box. Okay. But they don't burn the coffin. 
No. Who knew? No. I'm learning new things all the time. So Jenna Davis, one of Henry Johnson's co-workers, says she heard him scream <gasps> for about 15 seconds after the crematory was activated. Miss Davis claims oh. that the young co-worker who caused the accident was a new employee and had forgotten to <laughs> check for funny. the toe tag. I'm new! <laughs> to make sure he had the right body. Jenna Davis says she heard the victim scream in agony as the crematory reduced him to ashes. No. The police, worst nightmare right there. The police it? has opened an investigation to determine the exact circumstances surrounding Mr. Johnson's death. But if he was poisoned or tranquilized, Sleeping they're not going to find it no, because he was just ash. he was he was cremated. They might be able to find. No, it wouldn't have had time to go into the bones or the marrow. Mm. That's mm. your worst worst nightmare. Oh my God! Well, Waking up in that. Well, oh. you wouldn't wake up. Well, you just fire. Well, he, was, he woke up enough to be screaming <laughs> yeah, for fifteen, 15 seconds. seconds. You would know exactly what was happening. Well, investigators have not ruled out the possibility of filing yeah. criminal charges against the employee who caused his death. And the young man could possibly be accused of criminal negligence causing the death. Yeah. But that is manslaughter, we call that. Holy Hannah, I don't believe it. But it's, yeah, it's a true story. That happened to James Bond. There's a James Bond film where Sean Connery's right. inside a coffin and they start turning that onto cremated, don't they? Do you remember that? No. You obviously need to watch a few more James Bond I films, do. I would suggest. I but do. he was, Sean Connery was trapped inside a coffin that was then. But he didn't die. Obviously not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all good things come to an end. A spooked mum claims she spotted a ghost baby climbing to her 18-month-year-old son's cot and snuggle up next to him. Laura Hay, her partner David Evans, set up a baby monitor after little Sebastian Evans tried to climb out of his cot at their home in Plymouth, Devon. Last month. It was that's a the bug. name. That's the name of a baby that's very, very naughty. What? Sebastian Evans. <laughs> Have you been in the cookies, Sebastian Evans? Bastian. Sebastian Evans. Yes, it was a bug. I'm calling bunk. Just saying. You're getting the bunk in early. That means if I you're am. playing the snort bunk and bell drinking game, you're now drink. welcome to take a swig or a shot of your drink. <laughs> However, the mum of four said that when they checked it, they were shocked to see the shape of another tiny childlike figure laying next to her sleeping baby. So her baby looks like a bug? Apparently. (laughs) Questions have been asked. Sebastiano. Sebastian the bug. (laughs) Laura, 39, said she also saw the chilling figure appear to wave at things in Sebastian's room. It's a polite bug. With its six arms. (laughs) Boat builder Dean, 42, rushed upstairs hoping to discover that it was a teddy bear, but he found his son sleeping alone while the strange shape remained on the monitor and even moved positions. You mean like a bug on like the lens? Like a bug. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps it was, at least it was the ghost of a bug. At least give me that. <laughs> Laura said, when I noticed this face appear in the corner of the cot, it's the fly. This is Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. It's the fly. Face on the fly. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> is that what bugs do, is it? <laughs> Look, yeah. you've got a mosquito on you. <laughs> nice. Apparently, she saw the face in the corner of the cot and she got her sister to look on Skype and there was nothing there at all. Sometimes he brings a teddy to bed with him. So at first, I thought it could be that. He sleeps with a giant fly. Oh. I think there's some mileage to be had in making cuddly soft toys of giant insects. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? 
Not going to do it. My sister, who studied biology, got some felt and some teddy bear stuff in and made body parts like livers and kidneys and like went to bed sleeping <laughs> That's with awesome. them. That's great. Sounds like my <laughs> kind of yeah. Uh-huh. And they were done like an anatomy drawing. So the tubes coming out of the liver, one of them was blue and one nice. of them was red. And my sister slept with a liver. Oh. <laughs> yes, that just kind of sums up my sister in many respects. Things cool. said straight away. It will be just the teddy, and he went rushing upstairs. However, he was a little bit gobsmacked. When was the last time your gob was smacked? Probably the last time your ghast was flabbered. But there was nothing there, but it was still appearing on the monitor. He was a bit spooked, as he doesn't believe in that kind of thing and just can't explain it. He usually says, don't be silly about such little things. This has opened his mind a little, but he doesn't like to talk about it much. He just kept asking me on the night, has it gone yet? Has it gone yet? As he was a bit freaked out. I have checked out the camera and I'm sure there's nothing wrong with it. Friends think it's really creepy. Whatever it was, stayed in the cot until 1.30 a.m. and then disappeared. Probably back to its nest to lay some eggs. (laughs) But during the night, it did move. Position. Like a bug. Ghost baby. Or totally crazy. You decide if you go to our Facebook site, more questions than answers with Adrian Lee. All of tonight's stories, all of the chat, all of the jokes, all of our messages of support are on Facebook. Go to Facebook right now and search for more questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Do you know what bugs me about your story? (laughs) Go on. I'm sure you'll tell me. (laughs) Crazy babies never say die. There we go. I thought I'd throw in an obscure Ozzy Osbourne song from 1986, 87. But everything's there for you. I should give myself points for being fun and informative. (laughs) Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? A pub landlord confronted a demon in dramatic exchange broadcast live on the internet. Nice. Mm. Sean Hutchinson, 45, said... The Bait Hall in Chestergate in Macclesfield has been haunted by former resident James Richard Stopford for more than two years. The father of two says the ghost, known as Richard, is pure evil and doesn't like women or children. Sean is seen taunting and swearing at the spirit during an unnerving vigil at the pub. Oh, that'll help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what's the worst that can happen if you start abusing them, right? (sighs) Led by spirit medium James Higgins, who visited the building in an attempt to capture some paranormal activity. Sean is captured on Facebook Live confronting Richard before the broadcast is dramatically cut by James, who said he stopped the recording for safety reasons. I'm sure. The eerie footage has been viewed more than 2,100 times, the Manchester Evening News reports. Sean said it wasn't a pleasant experience but something he is used to. He said, Richard is demonic. He is here permanently. I confront him every day to keep him away from my family. He doesn't like women or children. He's pure evil. He thinks this is his house, but it isn't. It's my home, and I'm not going anywhere. How can you be demonic, yet a ghost at the same time? Because one's the spirit of a dead person, Mm -hmm. and the other one's a fallen angel. Yes, There is no crossover. You can't be a dead human and demonic at the same time. You're either a demon or you're the spirit of a human. I've had a paranormal team here twice, and even some of them are terrified of this place. 
The pub, which dates back to 1525, is believed to have once housed Oliver Cromwell as a guest and has a Jacobean staircase and priest holes that served as hiding places for Catholic priests. The staircase is also reported to have marks at the top, which Sean says are from the witch of Macclesfield, the Grey Lady, was hanged. She didn't start out as the Grey Lady. She'd just been washed several times. <laughs> uh... <laughs> true. We've been getting drunk in Britain in that Macclesfield since 1525. Doesn't that give you a nice warm glow? Makes you feel happy, right? Sure. There's mm-hmm. pubs I've been to that date back to the 12th and 13th century. There's a place called the Sardine Inn on Burr Island on the south coast that was, like, started in 1306. You can look these things up. It makes me feel good about myself to think that we've been drunk in Britain for eight, seven, eight hundred years. You can buy a drink in there. Imagine the residual hauntings in a pub that dates back to the 14th century. The Sardine Inn. You can look these things up. They're all there for you. History and ghosts in abundance, I shall give you points. You're now up to a very healthy and respectable six, Michelle. Who knew such things? You've never scored so highly, have you? Never. A spooky video which shows the moment a ghost appears in the mirror of a dance studio has sparked an online debate about the paranormal. It's the ghost of Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. Mm, there you go. The video shows a young woman enjoying her dance routine before she takes a break. What if the group of men enjoyed her dance routine as well? (laughs) The ghost then stands up and turns around fully. All the while, the woman is unaware of what is happening behind her. The ghost stands in the same position as the woman walks away. The video has sparked an online debate, with some people believing it's real, while others have branded it a fake. Bunk. 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 Everyone have a swig. If you wish to see the bunk, it is available to see. If you go to Facebook, more questions than answers with Adrian Lee, you can see said video for yourself. The young woman is seen to be completely unaware of what's going on behind her. Probably because it's been put on in post-production. Probably. The video yes. was shared on the Facebook group Ghost, Paranormal and Other Weird Worlds and has since been viewed more than four million times. The group captioned it, what do you guys think? about this video bunk. that it's bunk it is not known where in the world <laughs> the footage was from bunkville <laughs> take the last train to bunkville, bunkville and i at the station the video attracted a number of comments with many people quick to brand it a fake flash dance or new underpants decide for yourself they're yellow lucky pants you'd be pleased to know i've got my lucky yellow pants on today underpants i thought i'd have a bit of luck we're talking about Peru. How's that working for you? Canary-coloured underpants. <laughs> uh-huh. Yellow they, knickers. They didn't start that way. My lucky yellow knickers. <laughs> when I used to play soccer when I was a small boy, you didn't... as small boys have in their wardrobe, Yes. I had a couple of pairs of underwear, and one of them had patination on it that was Flash Gordon. I had Flash Gordon pants, and I had Incredible Hulk. Underoos? When I got angry, it all turned green, and they ripped... <laughs> Which was rather embarrassing. You still wear those. But hmm. I wore my Flash Gordon underwear Flash. for a soccer game. Ah, saviour of the universe. And I scored many goals. Hmm. I then decided I would keep with my lucky Flash Gordon underwear for as long as possible because they were the pants, the yes. underoos, the knickers, as they say in Britain, that scored me the most goals. Very powerful. It reached a point when puberty came along 
that it was like trying to squeeze two bowling balls into a marble bag. And of course, over time, the elastic got saggy, they stretched, they faded, so you could no longer see the images of Flash Gordon on said knickers. But I had those with me to the end. Made me very sad when I had to throw them away. In fact, I didn't throw them away. I opened the door and they walked off. I think they're hitchhiking along Route 66 as we speak. True stories. That ends the round, that is. Ghosts and hauntings. I'm on four. Michelle's in the lead with six. And Heather is trailing behind on two, but she's still got an opportunity to cheat as we move into the round. That is UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men and hairy beasties. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? Well, an unknown creature may be exploring parks in Round Rock, according to city officials. Ooh. Photos posted to the Round Rock Parks and Recreation Department's Facebook page reveals some rather large semi-human footprints, which means Bigfoot may be, well, a foot in (laughs) Williamson County. According to the time and location stamps on the photos, the three images were captured at Freeman Park, Old Settlers Park, and Brushy Creek Trail between June 8th and June 10th. It's planned on the swings. Yes. It's going Aww. on the roundabout. The Whereabouts in the where which state is this for semi humans? Texas. Oh mm. Texas full of semi humans apparently. Mm. Who knew such things? Two of the images look simply like footprints, but the third photo, which also features a person's foot for scale, shows the muddy footprints are quite large. It's not the first time a perhaps mythical, perhaps real creature has been spotted in central Texas. In 2012, a Cedar Park resident spotted a chupacabra. Or it could have... That's a cup of coffee in Spanish, by the way. (laughs) Or it could have just been a rather mangy-looking coyote. And then in 2015, a Roxdale resident found an animal carcass by a creek on his land and thought it could have been another chupacabra. Our very own Mike Parker, editor of the Flurville Flag. The what? The Flugerville Flag. And Round Rock Leader Community Newspapers thinks the creature may be the Hairy Man, a local legend which dates back to Round Rock's pioneer days and which has inspired a local 5K and hairy man contest would you like me to give you those dates oh, mr lee god i saw a hairy man walking away <laughs> we're not saying it's definitely bigfoot because as one facebook commenter said if there are cameras at the parks to capture these images then why aren't there photos of the sasquatch himself what's he doing living in a park what is he going through the trash at night yes eating squirrels sleeping on the s- the slide. That's right. <laughs> Stealing picnic baskets. Oh. It's a picnic basket. Oh, yeah, yeah. But if you're hiking in any Round Rock parks this summer, you should probably keep an eye out for something. Oh, I don't want to say it. Big say and it. hairy. Say it. Large and hairy. Nice. Last dance with a hairy man. <laughs> <laughs> you must know the song Last Dance with Hairy Man. No. Unfortunately, I do. (laughs) Sweet Jesus. If you wish to see Last Dance with a Hairy Man, you can go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers, with Adrian Lee. Now, from flashlight fidget spinners to floating tanks, newly released files reveal the bizarre-looking craft spotted in the British skies. Mm. There are just a few of the incredible sightings kept hidden by the Ministry of Defence, 
which have now been released to the general public. Several files from the government's UFO desk were released in 2009 and 2013 and are now available to browse online. Of these, 18 were withheld, sparking conspiracy theories that the government were holding something back. But last week, the Ministry of Defence quietly made all but three of these missing files available long after they were due. They include various UFO sightings and investigations from around the UK between the 1970s to the early noughties, including a report called the Turnbury Vaux Incident, the Wash sightings and the notorious Rendlesham Forest phenomenon, often referred to as Britain's Roswell. The files are filled with mysterious eyewitness accounts, as well as hilarious doodles of flying saucer-style objects, both terrifying and laughable. These are pictures sent in by children, including a nine-and-a-half-year-old from Diefield, Wales, who drew a bulbous flying saucer, which they claim was 30 inches in length. One includes a detailed light system with eight cylinders flashing pink on one side and blue on the other. You've got toys like that, haven't you, Michelle? Yes. <laughs> one case. You've been running around with it late at night, haven't you, in the streets? Yep. One case detailed in the dossier is the mysterious Turnbury Vore incident of the 25th of March 1999, which is yet to be solved. The documents reveal several bright lights in the sky that were investigated over Turnbury Vore airfield in an area of Scotland now famously taken over by Trump's luxury resort. What did they know? You see what we're going with this. Yeah. UFO in Turnbury Vore or just a bore, you decide all the stories, all the drawings by nine-and-a-half-year-old girls from Wales are there for you <laughs> to see. The thing I don't understand about this is that originally all these files were released by the Ministry of Defence under the Freedom of Information Act, but they withheld 18 of them. They've now released this week most of that 18, and when you look at them, there's nothing in there. It makes you wonder why they withheld them. What were they withholding them for? It almost creates conspiracy. They're That's almost, what I think. You know, it yeah. almost creates conspiracy because you now look at them, and I've read them all, and you're thinking, what was in there that would have caused issue? Yeah. doesn't make any sense. I find it very strange and very bizarre. There are more questions than answers, are there not? Mm-hmm. I shall give myself a hefty amount of points. I'm now on Eight. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? Nessie appears to have gone on his holidays to Russia. So that would be Nesky mm, then. Yes. Nice. See yes, what I did there? I liked it. Good times. After the mythical creature was photographed 4,000 miles from home. Gets about, doesn't he? Mm, I wouldn't choose yeah. Russia for my holidays. That wouldn't be my first port of call. No. I'd be swimming around the Azores or the Maldives. Yes. Yeah, you don't think warm. yourself Russia, do you? No. Unless he's no. got a girlfriend. Maybe. Maybe on one of them Russian a dating. A mail order bride. Russian dating mm-hmm. sites, you know? This is where we <laughs> he are. You had to go over and check her out. She didn't look like anything in the <laughs> photograph, by the way. A mysterious object that looks eerily similar to the fabled Loch Ness Monster has been spotted in a Russian lake. Pictures from the sighting appear to show a long neck with a head on the end, just like the stereotypical picture of Nessie. There is another object just behind the neck, which looks like the hump that features in many Loch Ness Monster photographs. That's Elvis Presley riding it. (laughs) Elvis Presley riding the Loch Ness Monster. In Russia. Everything there for you. There's a book Perfect. in there. There is a yeah, book in there, isn't there? A movie. There? 
Perfect. The bizarre beast is white, unlike the Loch Ness Monster, which is usually pictured with darker green skin. Onlookers claim it is the Russian Nessie. Passerby Dmitri Kim was on his morning run at Lake Kanto in the city of Noyabrsk in north-central Russia when he saw the object and took a snap on his mobile phone. He said the silhouette of this creature reminded him of the Loch Ness Monster. It was standing there and wasn't moving. According to local legend, the lake used to have swans, but Dmitri said it looked nothing like the bird. They've been eaten. <laughs> it's illegal to kill a swan in Britain. Swans mm -hmm. They all belong owned. to the Queen, don't they? They do. If not the Queen, the Duke of Westminster. Whatever happens, if you kill a swan, that is in fact treason. You can be hung, I suspect, for killing swans in Britain. I love swans. They're owned, owned vicious animals. I know it's an urban legend that people say don't go up to it or break your arm, but they are very, very large and they've got big claws on the end of their webbed feet. They're very hissy. They are. They don't like being attacked. And they taste very gamey. Mm. Points all round. The Russian Nesky story. It's very interesting. We didn't read this out tonight, but there's been a sighting of the Loch Ness Monster in Scotland this yes. week as well. Yes. So if you go to Facebook and search for more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, you'll see pictures. How can he be in two places at once? There's more than one. Yeah. Ah, he left his wife behind. Thought he'd go and look at his bride in Russia, mm -hmm. see where we are. He's a polygamist. On the side. Who knew? I think it's a plesiosaur, actually. You're getting confused. Oh, right. Miss Morris, you've got one story for us to squeeze into the round of UFOs and cryptozoology. While police in Alpharetta were not expecting this passenger during a traffic stop on Sunday. Uh-oh. When officers pulled over a car for speeding and approached the passenger side window, they saw a big-eyed, still... Clyde. Right tone, Clyde. Pale figure riding shotgun. <laughs> And as it turned out, the passenger was not of this planet. Nice. Police got a laugh and snapped some photos when they discovered it was a life-size alien doll. Yeah. Were they or, trying to get away with being in the lane where you need to have two passengers in the car? They have well that in Minneapolis, be. don't they? Oh, yeah. my yeah. God. An inflatable alien next to you. Well, I like it. The carpool lane. Well, for good measure, the driver even buckled it in for safety. The driver was pulled over for speeding, traveling 84 miles per hour, police said. That isn't quite fast enough to make a jump into hyperspace. Police did not say whether the stop <laughs> occurred or if the alien's human partner was given a speeding ticket. The alien wanted to go home. <laughs> In the center, that's terrible. In the center council was a bottle of smart water and a cup holding what looked like a smoothie. What looked like a smoothie. No, that, it, that's, this that's, is that's, becoming that's... more and more disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'd be one of them there frog smoothies. Oh, it's unclear what E.T.'s cousin was sipping on. On its Facebook page, Alfreda Department of Public Safety wrote, um, the things you see during everyday patrol. But just so you know, the MIB were not called to the scene of this incident. Oh. So I like to see a mugshot with the numbers underneath. Yeah, there's an alien. The, oh, it's got God. the numbers, the date. Profile. That's it. You can go and look on the county website to see who's been put in jail that night. That's true. Photograph of him. This is a joy. We run into the round that is the strange and the bizarre. These are the stories from around the world that are too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. We're returning to familiar ground here. Oh, good. This is a return. Of the Phantom Turtle! Oh. 
But he's mobile now. Oh, God. It's like having the Batmobile with you. Nice. Not exactly. The, the, <laughs> the Turdlemobile. <laughs> Toilet paper company Charmin has been rolling an on-demand mobile bathroom called the Charmin Van Gogh. I don't, nice. I don't think it's missing an ear. Around <laughs> Manhattan as part of a two-day pilot program. Though whether the intent is to make the Uber-style bathroom service a regular option, we're not quite sure. This is a mobile toilet in a van. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, that you can dial so up. So much. And it will come to you. Anthony Anderson of the TV series Blackish has been accompanying the van on its trips to Columbus Circle, Herald Square and Bryant Park. On Thursday, the van hit Lincoln Center from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. You only get a two-hour window, you see. The Rockefeller Center from 12 to 2 p.m. and the High Line from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. To request the service, you need to go to charminvango.com and follow the simple directions to request the van. Or you can go to the restroom in your office or the restaurant. Yes. Uh, With just the touch of a few buttons, a totally private and super clean bathroom could be delivered directly to people. In select New York City neighborhoods, the company said in a statement. I needed one of those following me around the streets when I had E. coli last oh, month. Oh, yes, you oh. did. Do you know when you're walking along and someone's following you slowly? I needed that <laughs> van behind me. Well, in fact, it needs to be in front of me so I can just jump through the double doors and let nature take its course. At Charmin, we're always looking to bring people the best bathroom experience. Surely the best bathroom experience is what you bring to it. What you bring to the bathroom is then dependent on how good your bathroom experience is. You really think too much about it. Yeah. Both at home, with our tissue, and in the new and unexpected ways, said Yannick Yosh, Associate Brand Director (laughs) for Charmin. She said in a statement, with the Charmin Van Gogh, we are providing one of the largest, most traffic cities in the world, a new way to enjoy the go on the go. It's probably a trap door that just goes down onto the road. I mean, this is New York. Surely it's just a van with a trap door. Isn't it like you get on a train? Do you know you're not allowed to use the restroom in a station for fear of leaving behind many wondrous, wondrous things? This is basically a camper van for visiting Mexico, isn't it? This would be perfect. Great idea or just a smear. Decide for yourself. Oh, Visit terrible. our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. The Van Gogh. The mobile toilet you can dial up that will appear for you. You're going to have to give it 10 minutes, though, I guess, aren't you? For it to turn up. Yeah, like at nice, least. Like in a nice, New York? It's an wow. ice cream van, isn't it, ultimately? Do you want nuts with that? Do you want do you want syrup? What are we looking at here? Do you want a flake no. in it? No. Miss Morris, what have you got for me in the round of the strange and the bizarre? Well, David McIntyre from Irvine, North Ayrshire, captured his grand's hilarious reaction after secretly spraying a can of liquid arse Oh, Ick, you have that. What? Yes, I do. <laughs> While ah, visiting her. That I was is gifted that. One Thank of the you. worst things I've ever smelt was oh, a bottle. Oh, I'm going to get gaggy. I think <laughs> a I bottle of liquid it. ass. I think it's in this drawer Don't over here. open no, the drawer. No, I'll do anything. <laughs> Leave it in the drawer. <laughs> a granny has gone viral after she was caught on video asking her grandson, have you pumped while gagging <laughs> oh. and spraying air freshener? They needed the Charmin Van Gogh. That liquid ass is 
Rough. That's the oh, roughest thing. Yes. I'd rather change a baby's diaper. That is uh, such a bad. I'd you, rather do just about anything. It sticks. Oh. It like it's like a rich yeah, cheesecake. It, it sticks to the roof of your mouth. It stays in your nose. And oh, nose. It's, it's with throat. you all day long. It's disgusting. The three-minute clip oh. shows plasterer David sitting across from his gran as she watches TV in her dressing gown and slippers, as grands do. <laughs> and he opened a bottle of liquid ass. He's evil. The camera then focuses on the prank gas container before his grand abruptly shouts in her Scottish accent, which I can't do. Oh no, I can't get out. What's, what's that what's smell? What's that smell? Did you pump? Oh no, did, did you? We pump ya, we pump ya. <laughs> she continues to ask, did you pump what's that smell while gagging <laughs> and looking clearly unimpressed with the revolting smell. Could have killed her. Turning to look Could've at David, she asked again, did you pump? Before shouting, you did, while he sticks to his guns and denies. Deny. I didn't do it. Deny do everything. It. Deny the whole works. Oh. Deny everything. Then she reacts with a can of air freshener, luckily placed on the table next to her. I don't know why. She's <laughs> an old woman. I, I suspect she's regularly <laughs> doing that. And, be, and she begins spraying the air while screwing her face up and saying, oh, my God, that stinks. Oh, no, a stingy wee boogie Continuing to gag, she jumps up from her seat oh, before no. tell, telling David it, she'll need to open up a window. Oh, it came from your belly. <laughs> oh, she's not lying. <laughs> David can be heard saying, what's wrong? It stinks of what? Before his grand shouts rhymes with mitt. I'm just going to say that because we can't say that right now. David finally mm. admits that he is behind the smell before she warns him, don't pump in here. That fart stinks. She then begins coughing <laughs> yes. before asking, I think you've mitt your trousers. Have you? You're stinking of no. Mitt. <laughs> I'm going to have to go and check. <laughs> While wafting a newspaper at him. <laughs> him. Is it oh. one of those ones where you have to put your hand down the back of your trousers oh. to see that you, you know, whether you've done anything? In it's... one last ditch effort. Last ditch. David even tries to blame the smell on his grand's dog, who apparently <laughs> couldn't create a smell that bad. Oh. Oh, he could have done if it died and it'd been sat there for yeah. six months. No. Oh, Ick. It, you really want to. Yeah, you really want to. Get someone. Whenever give my him a dad, can of that. whenever my Ooh. dad dropped his guts, he used to kick the dog and blame the dog. So whenever my dad then did it, the dog ran out. It oh. knew. It knew. Oh, no. It did know. There we are. Rough night in Glasgow, or did he go? The choice is oh, yours. Man, this is not good news. I will give you points for being fun and slightly informative. We are now entering the round we call Not For Your Mother. That means you have now found us in our archives. So well done you for finding us on our media platforms. If you're on SoundCloud listening at the moment, why not press the little orange love heart and tell us how much you enjoy the show. Why don't you share that on Facebook as well? Tell all your friends and family what you're currently listening to. It would make me very happy. This is the round we can't read out on air. It is the round that if your mother's a little bit sensitive of a nervous disposition, she needs to be removed. It's the stories from around the world laden with filth, innuendo, naughtiness. Naughty. Naughtiness. Ooh, We're going to go to Michelle first. What have you got for us first, Michelle, in the round of NFM? A male tourist who chose to sunbathe in the nude on a popular beach near Townsville in the northeastern coast of Queensland is recovering from serious injuries to his genitals 
after being bitten by a sea eagle. A sea eagle? Mm-hmm. Went after the sweetmeats? Yep. What was he doing basting himself? He didn't want, want tan lines, he, wanted, he didn't want tan lines <laughs> on the twig and berries. Oh, he got a whole big surprise, though. According to a source at the clinic that treated him, he has completely lost one testicle. Oh, no. Which imploded. <laughs> I didn't know the they could implode. Who knew? Of the eagle's beak. The other testicle was almost severed, but remains oh, hanging by a thread. Hanging by a thread. That's mm. terrible. Witnesses at Saunders Beach, a popular nudist beach west of Townsville, say that the man's undoing may have been applying sunscreen too liberally to his genitals. That's what I told the judge. I was just rubbing it with <laughs> suntan lotion. I didn't want to get it burned, officer. Well, we definitely re- recommend that all nudists use plenty of sunscreen, it appears in this case he slathered on a bit too much, said a Saunders Beach regular who witnessed the incident. Wouldn't it look a bit odd if the entire length of your body was a nice dark mahogany brown, but your twig and berries were white. There would be questions asked, wouldn't there, at that point. Combine that with the fact he'd done some manscaping down there. Well, if you're going to have it out on the beach, you know what I'm saying, you might as well have it looking presentable. And his balls look like two perfect little turtle eggs. Ah, it went after the turtle eggs. Yep. Local ornithologist Kevin O'Dwyer said that the bird involved in the attack is likely to have been a white-bellied sea eagle. This type of eagle is one of the largest birds of prey in Australia, perhaps second only to the wedge-tailed eagle in terms of wingspan. So he could have got a wedge in as well. Oh, boy. They are fantastic hunters and can be known to target prey up to the size of a swan. Back to swans again. Yeah. Swans are large animals. Mm-hmm. I've seen dwarves riding them around. <laughs> However, these birds are not known to be aggressive towards humans. Fish makes up the bulk of their diet, but they are also known to take rabbits if they can find them. The expert added, in this case, it does seem like a bit of mistaken identity. Turtle eggs are an absolute treat for sea eagles, and they very rarely find them. Couldn't believe it's luck. Mm. The nesting season for turtles ended in March, so this sea eagle might have gotten excited when he spied the man's testicles. Unbelievable. There's a lesson there for everyone. I'm not quite sure what it is, but there's a lesson there somewhere. Heather, what stories have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Well, during the weekend, the Glastonbury Festival was at full throttle, and Michelle, you were going to love it! Oh, I can't wait. I always wanted to go to this. Now, I'm different to you. Whether I'm getting old, I don't know. But having 200,000 people in a giant field covered in mud and feces and sleeping in a tent isn't what I want to be doing at my time of life. Well, hold on there. Yeah. Hold on to your britches, Mr. Lee, because... Radiohead performed to chants of Jeremy Corbyn. There's also avocado toast everywhere. And speaking of balls, Michelle, Ed Balls is wearing combat shorts. Yay! Ed and Balls is a very oh, famous combat shorts. conservative politician. <laughs> well, 
Ed Balls was wearing Yes, don't keep shirt. saying it. Ed, Ed Balls. <laughs> balls. I bet that guy got mentioned when he was at school. Uh, well, Mr. And, and Mrs. Balls, what do you want to call your son? <laughs> Blue. At least it wasn't Harry. <laughs> that is true. Harry Balls. <laughs> that is true. Nice. Harold. Harold Balls. <laughs> Have you been in the cookie jar, Harold Balls? <laughs> Well, in David Beckham, you'll be happy to know. Mm. Even planted a tree. Isn't that nice? Oh, golden balls. <laughs> planted a tree. Well, someone's got to have a wee gold. somewhere. Did you just say golden balls? That's, his, that's his name. They call him that. <laughs> David Beckham's nickname is Golden Balls. It Excellent. is. You can look this up. It's the God's honest truth. Well, as that we will breathe. go perfect with the story, which is glitter boobs. Mm. Yes. Yes. There are also glitter boobs. And it's a niche beauty trend that has gone more mainstream this year. Yay, Michelle! Glitter tits! Glitter! Glitter gets everywhere. Yes, well... Absolutely everywhere. It's the price you pay. Glitter boobs, or also known as... Gloobs? No. Glitz. Disco tits. Glitz, Disco tits. We've got some disco tits. Let's go down the disco tits and dance our asses off. They are... I'm going to help you because they're easily created. Yes. Well, let's have a go now. I've got some glitter. But take a little time. Sparkly paint is used as a base upon the chesty canvas. Then multicolored gems are applied. On the chesticles. Some use nipple tassels to finish off the look. Nice. Yay, pasties. Look, out! you've got some glitter on your thighs. Uh, this cheerful nudist vibe taking off at the Glastonbury 2017, probably due to the exceptionally good weather and the fact that the same look proved popular at California's Coachella Festival earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Fashion house Yves Saint Laurent featured glittering breasts. Yves Saint Laurent, you say? Yeah, something like that. Is it Yves Saint Laurent? (laughs) Yves, Yves. Yves Saint Laurent. Well, anyway, they featured glittering breasts at the SS17 show. While some people. Is that like John Claude Gautier? (laughs) No, Jean Claude Van Damme. Dolce and Banana. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Well, some people go it alone. Many, this is funny, Glassenberry are using the Gypsy Shrine, which was a tent, which is one of the companies promoting the trend and, quote, unquote, helping people get shiny. Mm. So you can go into the tent and they help sparkle your boobs. I won't be long. I'm just going for a Gypsy's kiss. Uh, no, 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 no. The glitter isn't confined to the boobs either. No. Some are doing their butts, their yep. derriere. It su- sort of reminds us of a less obtuse vajazzling. You will be finding glitter made, for made the next famous. five years. It will. You will be finding that forever and ever and ever. And ever. Well, it was made, the vajazzling was made famous by the only way in Essex, if you didn't know. So you could also... Sequins. Yeah. Yeah. You could volunteer to be at the gypsy shrine to help... Glitter up. up. Boobs. Yeah. I've got the glue. I'm ready to go. Uh, oh, no, no. You didn't. No. Anyway, if you're not at Glastonbury but want to shock your aunt at your family barbecue this weekend... Here's how to glitter yourself. You I'm ready? Sure, yeah. Write this down. Okay. This will be great. This will be great for the 4th of July barbecues taking place. Here, borrow okay. my pen. Thank you. Ready? Can you imagine turning up southwest Minnesota at your auntie's barbecue, 4th of July? 
Uh, I'm doing this. Okay. Nice. Number one. Yep. Invest in better quality sticky gems with proper adhesive on the back. You don't want that cheap stuff from the no. Dollar General no. or no, the Dollar Tree. No, you want the good stuff. You need yeah. to go up market with that. Good yes. stuff. Okay. Apply a fixing gel or hair gel before sprinkling glitter and gems on top of it. So you're not okay. using glue. You're using no. hair gel. Hair gel, or you can use like uh, eyelash adhesive uh-huh. will work. Uh, I don't know why I know that, but it will work. I okay. think I know why you know that. Do you just do you throw the glitter? <laughs> I think on? I've shown you why I know that. <laughs> do, you, do you dip them like a like a toffee apple? I mean, are they dipped? You or? don't dip your. I'm just boobs. saying. You no, lean you over. S- you spread the yeah. Gel. You spread it over your raspberries. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's disappointing that our listeners aren't dip. getting the actions. Yeah. <laughs> Can you do that again? Not really. Okay. Maybe. No. I, I, Maybe you don't I ask, will. If you don't ask, you don't get Do you contribute to Patreon? I'm I'm on Patreon. <laughs> Then maybe. Maybe. <laughs> well, then you actually set the gems. This yep. is number three. Mm-hmm. With a hairdryer. With hairspray. 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 I yes. hate okay. having anything on my body. I hate having lip balm on. I hate having suntan. I have, you know, Shirts. Sunblock. I, Shirts. I dislike Pants. having anything on my body. <laughs> Underwear. No, I've got my lucky yellow Peruvian pants on as we speak. And a cape. It's looking good. <laughs> I am. Llama man. <laughs> Llama man, llama, llama man, man, does whatever a llama can. He spit? can bleat, he can trot, <laughs> he's got everything a llama's got. Look oh, out. Wow. I am wow. llama man, I am. I can bleat and control. Well, okay. you continue to decorate your face, arms, and hair to complete your look. Uh-huh, yeah, you went there. And Wouldn't remember- it be bad if the man had glitter on both his cheeks and he went home with glitter on both cheeks? Do you see what I'm saying? How that could look bad? Yeah. How it's Motor tra- boat it's like seed dispersal. Do you see what I'm saying? Seed dispersal? Dis- yes, you walk through a field and you go home and there's cockleburras and, and seeds bitchweed. and bitchweed. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's itchweed, actually. But seed no. dispersal. No. Glitter dispersal. No. And remember, you don't actually have to go naked. No. You could always wear a crop top. What's and the point? I have never even heard of this before, but I'm so out of it. Or a brawlet. What the hell is a brawlet? Isn't that like a small, a small frog? Bra. It's a small frog. <laughs> oh, that'll yes, never you work. Will, you'll never know of such things, will that'll you, Miss Morris? That'll never work. Even at 12, that wasn't on the agenda, was it? No, no. No, well, you drank a lot of milk when you were young, didn't you? I, grandma made me. Of course she did. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I have all the steps, Heather. You're welcome. We'll make welcome. that happen for next week's yep. show. I've got a rather alarming headline to read out. Uh-oh. Women absorb and retain DNA from every man they've had sex with. Oh, Christ. See, now you're looking back, aren't you? Now you're thinking. That's got the brain racing, isn't it? The study which discovered the startling information by accident was originally trying to determine if women who have been pregnant with a son might be more disposed to certain neurological diseases that occur more frequently in males. But as the scientists picked apart the female brain, the study began to veer wildly off course. As it turns out, the female brain is even more mysterious than we previously thought. How is that even possible? That's not even possible. It is. The study found that female brains often harbour male microchimerisms 
Or what in other that? words, huh? microchimerisms, like a chimera, I guess, changing. Chimera. Microchimerisms. Com- chimera. Microchimerisms. Oh, God. Chupacabras. Chim- shimmery, chim, shimmery, chim, chim, shroom. It's a chimera. You've got a face that belongs in the zoo. In other words, the presence of male DNA that originated from another individual and are genetically distinct from the cells that make up the rest of the woman. So, 63% of women carry male DNA cells that live in their brains. Obviously, researchers wanted to know where this mayonnaise came from. (laughs) Wow! (laughs) Where this male DNA came from. See, women can be clever. They just need to take on board some male DNA. Oh, you're oh, getting a beat down. Split the audience straight down the middle. The answer you'll be pleased to no. know no. is sex. This has very important ramifications for women. Every male you absorb spermatozoa from becomes a living part of your life. The women autopsied in this study were elderly. Some had been carrying the living male DNA inside them for well over 50 years. Sperm is alive. It's alive. It has living cells. When it is injected into you, it swims and swims until it crashes headlong into a wall. And then it attaches and burrows itself into your flesh. I've seen films like this. If it's in your mouth, it swims (gasps) and climbs into your nasal passages, inner ear and behind your eyes. Then it digs in, it enters your body stream and collects in your brain and spine. Brings a new meaning to blow my nose. There you go. Like something out of a sci-fi movie, it becomes a part of you and you can't get rid of it. I don't believe you. We are only now beginning to understand the full power and ramifications of sexual intercourse. So every man you've had sex with has implanted his DNA into your brains, ladies. Bunk. You think that's all bunk? Bunk. Rub it in, sweetheart. You'll get to strip a motorbike and fart tunes within the week. It's true. You think that's bunk? You can go and visit our Facebook site, More Questions Than Bunk, with Adrian (laughs) Lee, to see all the glorious videos and photographs of that for yourself. Michelle, you have the last story of the night in the round of Not For Your Mother. Mm, A young woman had a four-inch sex toy surgically removed from her bottom (laughs) after it almost left her needing a colostomy bag. You should not put things where they don't belong. No. This is the question. Emily Georgia, 20, was enjoying bedroom fun with a male acquaintance when the stainless steel sex toy vanished after he got excited and pushed too hard on it. There you go. It's gone. It's disappeared. Uh I can't get it. I can't reach it with my fingers. What are we going to do? After attempts to manually retrieve it, failed, Emily said the man suggested leaving it to naturally work its way out and then scampered claiming he had to work early the following morning. Well, he was a school teacher. He had to be in before the kids. A concerned friend rushed her to hospital where doctors warned Emily that there was a risk of it perforating her bowel due to a sharp edge. And she faced an hour-long surgery. What kind of toy was she using? I have no idea. Go and get one of the kids. They've got long, thin fingers. Oh. I'm sorry. You need a magnet, don't you, for that kind of thing, surely? <laughs> a plunger. A magnet Ooh. and a piece of string is what's required at that point. Yeah. yeah. A plunger. 
A wince-inducing x-ray showed just how dangerously high in Emily's bowels that sex toy had ventured. She could barely swallow. <laughs> the sex toy lodged in Emily's bottom after her embarrassing mishap. The, car the carer is now speaking out to warn others that embarrassment shouldn't stop those who find themselves in similar predicaments. There was a guy that died about four years ago, and we read that story out, where he just left such objects and didn't do anything about it, and then got septicemia. Well, I do remember reading this out. Yeah. yeah, nasty, you see. You wouldn't be able to go through the airport security, would you? The bells would be going <laughs> off. You'd be stripped down. They'd have to explore oh. other avenues. Oh, Emily from East Preston, West Sussex, said, We were having a naughty night in last March and decided to use the toy. I'd never used one before. He got too excited and managed to push the end of it in two. <laughs> it was a goner. Is that, like what a, is that the model name? I'll take the large it's donor. Not... I'll have a large donor. <laughs> to go. <laughs> and put plenty of chili sauce on that. I began to panic and told him I needed to go to hospital. He said it should come out naturally on the toilet and then said, I'm really sorry, I have to go. My housemate didn't believe me at first, but when I began to get upset, she realized I wasn't taking the mickey. What did her husband say? <laughs> A pair, the pair rushed to Worthing Hospital, and while at A&E, Emily scribbled her predicament onto a piece of paper and handed it to the receptionist. Well, she could have just bent over and pointed, I guess. It's busy, it's busy in reception, isn't it? Unbelievable. Just take a seat over there, madam. Ow! Nastiness. Emily said, I didn't fancy saying it across the reception desk, so I asked for a pen and paper. The receptionist said it happens a lot more often than you think and said she'd heard worse. Yeah, mother was in the previous week. Oh, oh Emily was assessed and then went for an x-ray which showed just how high up the sex aid had gone. I waited three hours and by this point the pain had started to kick in. It was already in my bowel, bashing me about, and because it's made of stainless steel, it felt really heavy and uncomfortable. I feel what? like that every morning until I visit the uh, oh. the Van Gogh. Yeah, it's always heavy and uncomfortable till Van Gogh comes along. As she was being wheeled into the theater the following day, doctors told Emily if they couldn't extract it rectally, they might have to go in through the bowel and take out some of it, which could mean at least six months with a colostomy bag. Oh. Wow, you're never going to find shoes to match that bag. That's terrible. <laughs> the toy... <laughs> <laughs> the toy had a fake sharp-edged gem on its base, the hell, which doctors warned could have perforated her bowel. So not only did she use a stainless steel one, but it had a fake gem glued to its arse end. Classy. Well, mm. you could see it in the dark. It's a reflector, isn't it? Mm. You could be driving along and it reflects back to you and it stops you from getting run over by cars in the night. I just want to say the last line of the story is, why do people use butt plugs? <laughs> How long have we got? Why do people still eat in McDonald's? I mean, it's a mystery, isn't it? The thing that I find bizarre about this. I'm sorry. There's just one? Just one. The one thing I find bizarre about this uh -huh. is that woman has had to go to that newspaper 
and tell her the story to get $200. So Emily George in West Sussex has not only embarrassed that that's happened, she's then gone to the press, told them her story. And if you go onto our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Uh Lee, Uh you will see her happy, smiley face. So not only has that happened to her, what then possesses her to go to the biggest selling newspaper in Britain and then have a story written about you for 200 bucks where your picture is now yeah. there that all your friends and family up the device. and all the kids you teach yeah. are going to see your face. 15 minutes of fame. For having that wedged up your bottom. Well, have you guys ever watched Sex Sent Me to the ER? No. Do we need to be no. watching this? Oh, I love it. There's there's a show in Britain called Embarrassing Illnesses. Oh. And uh, people come in off the street and have a mobile van like Charmin have got. And they have proper doctors. And you come in and there's people there with the most horrendous issues. <laughs> let's just let's just say let's just say that, shall we? Ick. And everything's on display. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, not good, not good things. But someone she had to go to the press. And tell her the story. Surely you do not need $200 that badly. I would keep that to myself. Mm-hmm. Good times. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery. Is all of us, for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, and we'll share the $33,000 IR camera. Perhaps, Michelle, if you have Monday and Tuesday and... Miss Morris, if you do Wednesday to Thursday and I'll do the weekends, we'll Why share. Why do you always get the weekend? Yeah. Because I'm in charge and it's my show. I don't know whether you thought this was a democracy. I give up. Mm. This is in the towel. autonomous dictatorship as uh-huh. we live and breathe. I thought it was fun that we all tied on eight points each. That is nice. That's never happened before. Eight, eight, eight. Equality. Across the board. Do not fear, listener. Remember, I will be winning with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee. Or you can follow my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore Tips, and remember, we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show off air in a round called Not For Your Mother that you can access if you go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio. And don't forget to press the little love heart that's in orange on there. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Tondre, and Michelle Corrie, and all of the International Paranormal Society at intparanormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including Martin's Online Auctions, the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group, and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening, and remember, be interested.